Welcome to the Dead Bedroom Revival Podcast. My name is Curry, your host, and I'm very, very excited to be making this episode. The reason why is because I've got no idea where we're going to go with this, but I want to try and bring it home. And the reason why I'm excited is because when I say I'm not, I want to bring it home is because I, I actually have an idea what I want to talk about, but um, I'm not structured it. And it's exciting because that, Again, I think if I cannot, if I don't structure it, it means that it pulls more out of me um, than if I structure it. Then it sort of uh, constrains what I have to say, and I, I think the constraints make it um, informative, but does not make it creative enough for you, me to give you uh, real tactics that can actually transform your relationship. So. This is why I'm excited about it. And this is sort of the format that I'm now just going to be exclusively taking. Uh, I haven't planned in episodes for a very long time. I just sort of um, get the topic. And usually it just depends on the conversations I'm having and the discussions I'm having. Today was a discussion about, uh, we started talking about um, the decline of female arousal. And we were talking about it, it then it got it to a point where some people got triggered and that became a thing that I thought, okay, maybe something that I need to talk about on this um, episode. And really, with this sexual decline for a woman, and we're talking about it from a biological standpoint, is that for for men, we experience some sort of decline. So I remember when I was sort of 14, 15, um, I started being more aware about sex and wanting... Every, actually experiencing the desire of wanting to have sex and everybody was talking about it and there was all these indicators of well, girls now that I knew were growing um, indicators of attractiveness. So I think they were sort of growing um, boobs and the hips and all these things that were indicators for me that they were ready for for me to have sex with them. So they became even more attractive. So they were once friends and then all of a sudden I'm think, looking at them thinking, oh, damn, <laughs> which, which was pretty weird. But at the same time, if we were sort of um, kissing, whatever, I would get this real erection. And if nothing happened, I'd get blue balls. <laughs> and then um, also at that point, because I started being more aware of erections, um, I would get random erections. So I would be fixing my bike, for instance, not even thinking about sex, and I'll get random erections. And again, this was now at the peak of the, the testosterone within my body. And this is something that is quite normal with, with boys. And again, with women, because as when they are from a younger age, they will also release a certain level or at least a certain amount of testosterone, again, which again gives them a, a impetus to want to have sex. I can get aroused because of the testosterone. So as you get older, you get into relationships, you go through the honeymoon phase, uh, you go through all these um, scenarios, whether it's relationships, different multiple relationships, you get into a place where you're now in a relationship. And for a woman, if you go over the age of 30, just like men, your testosterone levels start declining. So that's the release of testosterone that you've, you have every single day that will start decreasing and there also men start having less <laughs> random erections or hard-ons. So I'm using erections because I, I re- realised that I recorded an episode and then when I said hard-on, uh, 
some of my listeners sort of got lost. So we had random. If you hear me ever saying "hard on," <laughs> I'm talking about erection. Uh, that's how we we say it in England. But, anyways, so you start seeing this decline of random hard on or random erections, and this is an indicator of that decrease of and again this is not massive decrease this is just a tiny little bit so it mean doesn't mean that you're now completely off libido you still could have really really high libido and again some of that um decline in those erections is that whenever you do have an erection most people have got access to the internet and got, got porn so they furiously masturbate which then again starts um decreasing the, I think your poor guy is like, no, I don't want to get an erection because you're going to keep tugging on me. So I'm not going to even bother waking up because I'm already exhausted from all that furious masturbating. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Joel, jokes aside. Um, so we're talking about this. And when you think of that from that perspective and when the woman, is it, that decreases, uh, the chances of her having those spontaneous uh, feelings of wanting to have sex decrease as well. Now, this is not like fact. Like this is why they all do not want to have sex. There's other factors that come into play, and this doesn't mean that all women are like that. Because there are some women that are, you know, high libido, and even though the 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 there's a decrease in testosterone they are so in tune with their body so in tune with their sexuality that they uh, it's it supersedes that and they they can uh, derive arousal from other factors that, that are not just from their body just just like that so they some people that just most people's default is that they think of how they're feeling right now and then they gauge from how they're feeling right now and the default feeling for most women especially with children under the age of 10 is tired so uh when it comes to uh them searching within their body to see how they feel uh arousal is way 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 at the bottom of the pile so in terms when you start thinking of from that standpoint you have to be strategic on how you go through the arousal process or at least getting to the point where you guys are connecting sexually and this was the trigger word <laughs> this is the word that trigger that you know you have to be strategic and then you have to be tactical and i think the women didn't like the fact that you have to be strategic and tactical because then that just was too uh, it just made it so unsexy <laughs> so but it, it has to be that way so i needed to lay that point across that you have to be strategic because if you Look at it as one event, or that's the the between you um, doing seduction and sex is just one single event that happens within a space of thirty minutes. The likelihood of you failing is quite high because then there's so much pressure, and again, if your partner comes with that level of pressure and you're already tired and your default isn't wanting to have sex anyways, uh, the high chances of that actually happening is no, nothing's going to happen. And if your default feeling is tired, then again, this is just a feeling and this feeling that you're going to feel for the rest of your life until your kids are 18 and they're all gone because you're always going to be, like kids are this 
black hole of time that is never filled because it doesn't matter how old they are. I got a 20 year old again. We still the time that we give my 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 20 year old and the time that we give our 10 year old is very different. The 10 year old sucks time like constantly, but again, this because we love her and it's our kid. We appreciate that, but. In terms from from my wife's standpoint, she had default setting we end up being tired. So again, like I said, it it sort of um, puts sex right at the bottom of the pile. So it becomes now very important for me to be very strategic that if we are going to be able to make time in three or four days, then I would start my seduction three four days time, and generally. I always say that when you start seduction from the very time that you stop having sex, of the when you have had orgasm and you felt the connection, you've had the cuddle, you start your seduction at that point. That's where your seduction starts. And again, you have to also consider that within the seduction process, there is actually like four steps that you you should be thinking about. You don't have to take all four steps. Oh well, I think at least two of them you have to take them for it to be an amazing experience. But again, you have to go through a desire phase and that's different tactics to do create desire because once she feels desire, then you've got an opportunity to now then put it into arousal. So again, you start going through the process of arousal and then when you're now in arousal, then you've got an opportunity now to actually start having sex where you'll be in pleasure. And during that, when you're experiencing pleasure, you're hoping to arrive at orgasm. Now, even point then at that point connection so there's certain processes that you have to go through and if you think of it from that standpoint then it actually changes the way you see the whole seduction process because especially if she, her default setting is that I'm tired and I don't feel like sex I don't feel sexy I feel like a mom my body has changed uh, everything is feels like it's saggy um, I don't fit in my jeans anymore. All these things that are, are going with on and suppressing her sexual desire, you can start overcoming all of that when you can see it from a strategic standpoint and when you can see that you can actually implement certain tactics on each phase or each process and get to the point where you you both want, which is a connection. And when you see it from that standpoint and you can start moving that way, you get into even the process where you start actually learning your partner, how they respond to certain things. And when you can start figuring out the process, and again, this is human nature, that your process could be four days. And then if you can refine that process, then you can actually get to three days, can get to two days, and then can get to two hours. So it becomes clockwork for you to be able to get into that process where you guys are having amazing frequent encounters that are orgasmic because you know how both of you take and you are in tune with that process and you know how to deal with that process. So in that show, this has been longer than I want it to be. Uh, it's been, like I said, I, I wasn't sure where I was going to go with this. Um, I knew what I wanted to say, but I, wasn't, I didn't know where we were going to land. So we're going to land here and hopefully you've had some really, really powerful um, insights 
if you want more of these insights, go to www.deadbedroomrevival.com and we'll be able to give you some more training, in-depth training. So it's really excited to have you guys. And yeah, hopefully this was as powerful for you as it was for me. Because like I said, I don't want to plan these episodes anymore. I just want to have the topic and then just go riff and then see where we go from there. I think it pulls a lot more from me and makes me a lot more creative on uh, the information that I already have that inside of me. Some of it is information that I've read many years ago and uh, when I don't plan, it forces me to to find it in there. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this and I've been doing this for the past... A uh, couple of weeks now, not really planning the episode, but just knowing the topic I want to talk about. So I'm really excited. Hopefully I'll be seeing you guys soon. Take care.